Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. In Washington, there is no fight like a Supreme Court nomination fight. Anthony Kennedy's retirement will set in motion the biggest change in the U.S. Supreme Court in half a century. With maximum drama in prime time, President Trump announced the nomination and praised Brett Kavanaugh as a solid conservative. Fireworks on the first day of hearings to confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. And as the newest nominee, Judge Brett Kavanaugh endures withering questioning from senators, one case in particular will be high on the agenda just as it has been for decades. Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court decision legalizing abortion. The story of Roe v. Wade is taught in schools and debated endlessly. But one very important character has largely been forgotten. Wade, Henry Wade, the Dallas County prosecutor sued in the case. They called him the chief. He stalked the halls of Dallas courthouses, chewing a cigar. In his office, he sometimes spat. Born in 1914, Wade was one of 11 kids raised in East Texas. He studied law at the University of Texas, joined the Navy, became an FBI agent, worked for Lyndon Johnson, and then, in 1950, was elected Dallas County Prosecutor, a job he held down without challenge for 36 years. To Texans, he was unforgettable. As district attorney for almost four decades, Wade never lost a case he personally tried. His office racked up convictions at the pace of a prized thoroughbred. He prosecuted Jack Ruby after he shot and killed President Kennedy's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald. And let's stipulate, as a lawyer might, one very important detail about Wade. He was a total character. After he died in 2001, his obituaries noted that, in addition to chewing cigars, he liked to play dominoes. Wade also regularly left the office by 4 p.m. so he could go home to watch his favorite television show, Bonanza. But Wade was also a towering, if forgotten, figure in Supreme Court history. And yet, for all his bluster and bravado, he never intended to become one. When Norma McCorvey, identified as Roe in the proceedings, sued Wade in Texas for the right to a legal abortion in 1970, it was not because he or his office had personally wronged her. According to the book Roe v. Wade, the untold story of the landmark Supreme Court decision that made abortion legal, Wade, a Democrat, never showed any personal animosity toward abortion. In fact, like other prosecutors in states where abortion was illegal, Wade's office rarely prosecuted an abortion case. But Wade was the top law enforcement official in Dallas County, where Roe lived. She wanted to challenge the law and his authority to prosecute her if she underwent an abortion. The case worked its way through the legal system right up to the Supreme Court, which voted 7-2 in Roe's favor. Wade lost. But had he? In his book on the history of abortion and the right to privacy, Pulitzer Prize-winning author David J. Garrow wrote that after the decision was announced, 
Wade made no comments to the press about the case that he'd never taken a personal interest in, despite the fact that it bore his name. And late in life, Wade privately acknowledged that in some cases, abortion is justified. Now, decades later, Supreme Court nominees are asked endlessly about their readings of Roe v. Wade. As for the chief, he never read the decision. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.